20 years ago, where were you when this happened? This is anchor Kevin Newman on Global National. Uh, apparently all flights uh, from around the world that are destined to uh, Washington, D.C. or New York City are being diverted to Canada. What are we seeing here? The Let's, second tower. The, front the second tower, tower looks like it is collapsing. Is collapsing. You're watching this picture live from New York City. The second tower has just collapsed of the World Trade Center. That is Kevin Newman on Global National 20 years ago. The attacks of September 11th, which have changed our world. At that time, 39-year-old Frank Doyle, who was working on the 89th floor of the World Trade Center Towers, managed to get on the phone. He managed to call his wife. Kimmy Shadell joins me on the line. Kimmy, welcome. Thank you. Tell me about what's going through your mind as we hit 20th anniversary of this. It was just difficult hearing that segment that you just shared, because obviously when the second tower collapsed is when I lost Frank. That was at 9.59 a.m., 20 years ago tomorrow. Um, whew, this is a, it's a difficult anniversary. The anniversary is always very, very tough. I think it was such a horrific day that it's kind of embedded in my, you know, my, my whole being. Um, so it's a day that I feel very connected to New York, very sad, um, kind of excruciating pain, but we get through it. And this year, um, it's probably been a little bit harder because there's been more interest from the media, you know, to share our story. So we've been talking about that day a little bit more, which has made it hard for myself and my children. But also, you know, we, we like talking about Frank and be able to talk about what good has come out of this for our family. So um, just appreciate you um, having an interest in our sharing our story today. Let's talk about Frank and his legacy and some of the work that has been done in his name in the past 20 years. Well, Frank was very athletic. He was 39 years old when he died. Three weeks before he died, he did his first triathlon. So shortly after 9-11, we created a sports team in his honor. My goal was to surround Zoe and Garrett. Uh, they were only one and two when their father died. But to surround them with a team of family and friends who would continue to keep Frank's spirit alive and to compete in different sporting events, um, mostly to gather us all together and have an opportunity for Zoe and Garrett to grow up with friends and family that were close to Frank and to be able to basically teach them about their daddy. So for the last, uh, 20, it'll be in May, it'll be 20 years that we have created the team and we've done sporting events all over the world. The two that we did with Zoe and Garrett kind of religiously every year was a race in New Jersey on Mother's Day in May and then the Senegal Triathlon. And then recently I decided to take this incredible team of friends who've done amazing sporting activities um, in Frank's honor and created Team Frank Africa. And we started traveling to South Africa in the summer of 2018 when we built our first school. Second school was 2019. We built another school in 2020 through COVID. And then our fourth school, I just came back from South Africa recently with my daughter Zoe when we built our fourth school. It's an amazing legacy in the, the amount of work. I, I'm just... Over the course of, of the 20 years, has this been a, a life's work for you? To, to I, I understand that, and, you know, I read about the, the, the last call that you had with your husband, and, and he said he wanted you to tell your, the kids every day how much he loved them. And I'm wondering how you managed to uh, continue his legacy and fulfill that. It wasn't really planned. It's 
when I look back now and I look at the 20 years and I think of, you know, when we first decided to start the sports team and we started printing shirts and sending the shirts to friends and the friends started sharing stories of, you know, what they did. Um, it just kind of organically developed over the years and it's become something that's really um, special for Zoe Garrett and I and has really been um, healing, I would say, for the most, you know, the most important thing that's come out of this for us, I would say, is the healing and be able to share that something terrible can result in something good. And for us being able to give back and to um, not focus on ourselves, but to, to take, you know, this energy of this team and be able to do something good with it has been very special. What are you going to be doing tomorrow um, when the anniversary happens? Is there, is there something that you do on the actual anniversary? Um, what we most, we've, basically we've done for as long as I can remember, is we're on the live feed with the Memorial Museum in New York City, hmm. and they start reading all the names, and there's a moment of silence, and they ring the bells when the towers were hit, when the towers collapsed. That, for me, is um, the only place I want to be on the morning of September 11th, so I'll be you know, on my laptop, on the live feed. And then I think our plan is to head up north to where Frank was buried in St. Sever and just go up for a visit. And then we're going to come back to Montreal in the afternoon because on Sunday we're hosting a big fundraiser to build our next two schools. Is this, I guess as the world stops to pause and, and you mentioned this, that there's an interest from the media now for you to tell your story again. Is that cathartic? Um, it's it's hard to say. As excruciating as it seems, it seems to help cope with what we're going through. And we, we really feel honored that we're able to share our story and, you know, to be able to share the legacy and, and what we're trying to do and, you know, the next 10 years, you know, where Team Frank goes. So I think it's, it's hard to say, but it feels healing, but at the same time, it, it, it's hard. It's, um, it's painful, so it, it's a weird combination. Speaking with Kimmy Shadell, who lost her husband, 39-year-old uh, Frank Doyle, uh, on September 11th, the, the phone calls that you had, there were, were there three calls that you, you were able to talk to him uh, after the first plane hit? No, after the first plane hit, I called him, and he mm. picked up the phone at work. And then we spoke one other time when he called me at 9.22 when he'd been up to the rooftop. And he called to tell me that the rooftop doors were locked, and that's when he called to have me promise to tell the children how much he loved them. So we had two conversations after the, the terrorist attacks. We'd spoken several times that morning. Uh, and you, you were living in the United States at the time, and then, and then after the attacks you moved to Canada? Yes. We're living in Englewood, New Jersey. We'd been living, I'd been living in the United States since 1988, after I graduated from Middlebury College. And Frank had been living in New York since 1985 when he graduated from Bowdoin College. So we're both working in finance in New York. That's where we met. And then I was retired from Wall Street, living at home with two young children um, on 9-11. And then two months after 9-11, I moved the children up to Canada, and we never went back to live. Coming up um, on this radio program, we're going to be discussing 9-11 from a geopolitical point of view and, and just a, a world point of view. And, and I, I've, obviously, your intersection with that event is so personal and so tragic. Uh, I'm just wondering how you look at the event 
and what's happened in the past 20 years in terms of a, a larger uh, worldview? Oh, <laughs> this, this has come up a lot in the last couple of days. Um, when, when we celebrated Frank's life in New Jersey on the 6th of October, our house, we had probably 30 family and friends visiting from Canada. And the next morning is when the United States went to war in Afghanistan. And that kind of marked the beginning of this war, which is now coming to an end. And it really hurts me to see how this has resulted. Um, I often question whether, you know, this was even a war, a war that, that accomplished very much. I mean, so many people lost their lives. Um, so much money was spent. It's become so politicized. It's, it's very difficult for me to these past couple of days to really focus on what's happening there because it's so devastating. And it is kind of lumped into my, you know, my um, difficult feelings that I try to, you know, live with and process with because it's very much linked to what happened to us on September 11th and then the United States going to war on the 17th of, uh, the 7th of October. So in the, in the intervening years, it's not just been the, the anniversaries of the attack uh, on the World Trade Center, but also... I would imagine all the developments in Iraq, in Syria, and Af- Afghanistan. And every time I see a serviceman who loses their life, you know, having to do with 9-11, and I know that these are parents who have their children, you know, coming home to the United States in coffins. Like, to me, it's all, you know, part of what happened to Frank on that day. And it's, it's difficult. It's really difficult. Kimmy, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate you spending some time and sharing your story. Thank you again. Thank you very much. Take care. It is Kimmy Shadell, who uh, lost her husband, 39-year-old Frank Doyle, on September 11th.